Welcome to the Journey to Azure podcast. I'm Gary Arnold with Executech. I am joined by our VP of Cloud, Jeff Palazzo. Jeff, how you doing? I'm great, Gary. Thanks uh, for holding this together today. Appreciate it. Of, of course. Uh, we are kicking off this series of Journey to Azure, uh, Journey to Azure for ISVs today. And we want to take our audience through a few quick steps over the next few episodes on what it's like to get into Azure, why you might want to move to Azure, what that looks like, what it's going to take, all of those questions. Uh, we want to answer all those questions. Now, I'm not a technical person, and I think that's on purpose because uh, <laughs> we want to keep this pretty high level and not go too nitty gritty. Um, if you have an uh, audience member have a question about the detailed technical aspects of what we talk about today, uh, well, that's what we're here for, but give us a call. Um, we don't want to nerd out too hard on the podcast. <laughs> Jeff, why don't you take just a, just a few quick seconds, uh, introduce yourself, tell us why you're the VP of cloud and uh, why why we're, we're on the podcast together today. Yeah, that's, that's great. Uh, so uh, I've been in the industry since 1982, doing maintenance and operations of many computers back then, which most of our audience probably doesn't know of or remember. <laughs> but uh, got into the, the business that way. And over the years, I've worked for manufacturers like 3Com and Cisco. Uh, I've worked for small value-added resellers, small bars. Uh, I've spent a significant amount of time at Ingram Micro, the world's largest distributor of IT, uh, in their cloud division. And uh, as I was preparing to um, retire, I had this opportunity to grow a cloud practice um, that was a, a, had already been established but could use the hand of somebody who had some business experience in that area. So that's how I got here, and uh, I'm really enjoying it. You're saying you would rather have done cloud than retire. <laughs> well, it, Ladies I, and gentlemen, I, that's all the plug we need right there. Cloud <laughs> is better than retirement. Uh, true story, I was actually um, retired for seven days when uh, <laughs> I was re-recruited back to the, the world of the working stiff. And um, it, it, was, uh, it was a challenge uh, that I wanted to take. And because Executech had made the investment from the top down and the commitment from the top down to further grow this part of our business, uh, I was all in. And uh, I'm here until I retire, whenever that might be. <laughs> awesome. Um, and also just a quick, you know, one, two from both of us, you know, Executech, we are a managed service provider. We've been around for over 20 years, uh, but we're here to talk about our cloud division, uh, which again, Jeff is the head of, which is, you know, relatively new, I think at Executech, but despite its somewhat uh, newness, the team it's pretty smart. Uh, we've got a lot of expertise in the cloud. And Jeff, I don't know if you want to speak a little bit more to who Executech is on the cloud front. Yeah, thanks, Gary. Yeah, we have a number of gold specializations. We're a gold partner. We're direct with Microsoft. Uh, the specializations, you can go on the, the website, our website or Microsoft's to, to see what they are, but they are centered around cloud expertise. 
we have a number of uh, excellent cloud architects and cloud engineers. To give you an idea, I was just going through our staffing uh, yesterday as we're looking at budgeting for next year. Uh, this quarter, we're putting another 12 certifications under our belts, uh, personal certifications that an, an individual engineer would have and targeting to not just keep the competencies that we've earned with Microsoft in place, but earning uh, two advanced specializations in the coming year. And we are staffed to do that. So if you're looking at, you know, do we have capacity uh, as well as capability? Yes, we're, we're getting to the point where we'll have, I believe, about 25 to 30 um, uh, engineers with certifications. Fantastic. Specific to Azure. Wow. So this first episode is we want to just talk about the high level, why you, an ISV, uh, a company that has an app, um, whatever form it's in, whoever the audience is or whoever your end user, your customer, your clients are, why would you want to use the cloud uh, and why, why is it a good time to start thinking about the cloud? And so that's why I brought Jeff in. Jeff's going to be our guide through this cloud journey over the next few episodes. And I'll kick it over him and just say, Jeff, why is, why is cloud a big deal? Why should we be thinking about cloud if I'm an ISV? Yeah, it's a good question, Gary. And, and I'll tell you, it's, um, uh, I need to preface this with I am also not the technical guru that an engineer would want to speak about the brass tacks of going to uh, Azure uh, with. So this is a, a totally a business conversation. So I just want to chime in there. I'm with you. I, I'm not one of the smart guys. So <laughs> if we look at you know, why are folks, why are ISVs flocking to the cloud and sassifying, if you would, their, their applications? Um, because there's plenty of reasons why they shouldn't. So if you talk to ISVs and we have, you know, out of our 150 or so Azure customers, the top 10% of our Azure users are ISVs. Um, you know, they they're, they preface coming to the cloud with uh, digging in their heels a little bit. And some of those reasons would be, hey, you know what? We're fine. We've got this long established app and and uh, it runs on premise and it's all good. It's what we know, so we're gonna stick with it. Um, the other one would be, that we heard a lot is, uh, hey, I, I just don't have the resources for a rewrite. We'd love to go to the cloud, but you know, every programmer we've got is, is busy either doing uh, maintenance, uh, adding features, et cetera. Uh, we'll also hear that some of these folks when they first came to us or, or we were introduced to them said, I'd love to get to the cloud. Well, gee, Mr. Customer, why haven't you? It's like, well, we really didn't know where to start. So sometimes there's just a, uh, you know, ha just haven't had that experience. And it's, it's, a, it's a mystery. You're not really sure how to get going. Uh, then there are what I'll affectionately call, because I was one, uh, <laughs> server huggers. You know, those of us, I, I can't see this as a podcast, but I've got gray hair and I've been in the business almost 40 years. 
I'm used to seeing blinking lights. And if I don't see blinking lights, I'm like, no, you know, I just don't trust the stuff being somewhere else. So there's some, some of that going on. And also it, there's the business leaders who might be the ones attending this call who look at their financials and have not made the swap to a monthly recurring revenue model. And they're looking at, you know, where, where am I going to get my big pops? I've got sales lined up and I, I've got one in January that's coming. I've got one at the end of Q1 and blah, 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 blah. I do not want to put off actually recognizing the revenue. So I'll just start with saying that there's valid reasons for folks not going to the cloud. Uh, all of those I've, I've heard and, and others, but those are the, the main ones. So now I'll get around to answering your question. <laughs> um, there's there's a, a a big change under underway in our society right now. It, no one needs to explain to them, but there's the pandemic. There's the California wildfires here and, and throughout the rest of the West. There are hurricanes and flooding in the South. Uh, there's civil unrest. There's so many things going on right now. Um, and every single one of them, if you think about that, has disrupted the traditional workplace. Every single one of those. Uh, that means that whether you want to be a digital nomad or not, you may have become one or your, uh, your employees have become one. So one of the things that we see is this big undertow, if you would, pulling away from having apps installed on your desktop and sitting at your desk in an office to people working remotely. Uh, and some, like I said, are actually digital nomads. They're embracing the change as it becomes more acceptable to not be sitting within uh, eyeshot of your, of your manager, right? Um, so for all, for all of those reasons, people are working differently. Now, I'll, I'll tell you, in many of those cases, the server room on-premise is at risk. Uh, and if it's not at risk, it is now not sitting a wire away from the user. So think about that. You have people at home. You have people working at Starbucks. You have people working all over the place. And the apps that they are using may be on a server in the office or in a colo. Um, so where that, when we start looking at the first advantage I would talk about of going to the cloud and putting your production software there is you're, you're looking at having a much higher level of availability and a much higher level of security for the infrastructure as compared to that on-premise infrastructure. And that comes about by the fact that they've got redundant systems like power and HVAC. Uh, they, they spread uh, hardware across multiple racks, multiple data centers. Um, they have innovative technologies that you and I haven't used in, in traditional IT. And they also, in the case of Microsoft, have 3,500 security professionals that work day in, day out at securing that infrastructure, as well as spending a billion dollars a year on security. So reason number one, you can't use an app unless you can get to it.
So I'd say that that's why if I'm providing an application service, I want to be sure that my users can get to it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Um, now there's there's some business issues here, or business reasons to, to think about the change of the business model. Um, I know we're we're an MSP, as, as you're aware, and uh, I was my, my company was recently acquired by Executech, and we saw that the multiple uh, that we were able to command for selling the company was much higher than for a traditional VAR because we were an MSP and the majority of our revenue was a recurring revenue. So instead of getting a you know, one to two X multiple of a beta as uh, the sale price, it was more like, well, I'll just say it's a higher number because I'm probably not supposed to say <laughs> quite a bit higher number. Um, so, so, you know, there's that recurring revenue stream. There's value to that. that. You no longer depend on as you once you've built that stream, you no longer depend on those big hits, which could be put off by, oh, a hurricane, a, a pandemic, a civil unrest, et cetera, et cetera, or many other things. So once you have that, that stream going, it's a dependable revenue that you know it's going to come in the door. Now, for many of these ISVs that are in the market today who don't have a SaaS solution, they're competing against competitors who do offer that option. So as a competitive advantage or even to be on equal footing with some of the, their competitors, they really want to be able to put that uh, application into the cloud, at least as an option. Uh, another one, which is very apparent nowadays, how, how much did teams grow uh, since January or February, right? It, it scaled like crazy uh, as did competitive solutions. If a, an ISV wants to be able to scale their application without worrying about having the cash, the CapEx dollars to go buy new equipment, they can scale up as they need. Uh, and just add resources because in the cloud, you only pay for what you use. Conversely, you can scale down. So if, if we had a situation uh, as we recover from the pandemic that people did return en masse to the office, there would be a sea change in how people work again, right? Just that we would expect that. So the scalability and agility that you get from working in the cloud is, uh, can't be replicated on-premise. Uh, and then another business reason. Think about if you're an ISV, especially if you're a smaller one, you have just so many resources, and they're mostly programmers. Maybe you have PM. Uh, you've got operations people. You've got what you need to support your application. If you didn't have to worry about procuring hardware, setting it up, uh, getting operating systems licensed, uh, maintaining all of that stuff, that means that you can focus on your differentiator, which is your software. Spend your time, effort, and money on what differentiates you in the market, not the plumbing. 
let someone like an Executech manage that for you, get it set up for you. Um, so there's a lot of great reasons, uh, benefits to the ISVs themselves. And, and, and think about that before I leave that last, that last issue. When you're saving money that you would have spent on new computers, it means that you can spend on additional developers or other things that will get you to market faster. Maybe you spend it on marketing in order to get your product uh, into the hands of users faster. But the idea is your cash gets used uh, to create additional innovative solutions, market those, and maybe differentiate yourself with uh, an incredible support team. But the bottom line is use your money where it will help your business the most, uh, the money that you have in hand today. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I, say, I, th I think you, you've, you've really covered the gambit there. And I do, I do appreciate that you started with some of the reasons why you wouldn't. Uh, mm -hmm. And we recognize there is still some hesitancy around that. Uh, I wanted to ask just a couple small little follow-up questions. You know, what if, what if I've got an application that's already uh, SaaS deployed uh, or in a SaaS model, I guess I should say? Um, will the cloud still benefit me then? Yeah, so you you might have deployed in a, in a SaaS model in let's say in a colo, yeah. Right. So your um, or or even in your own data center, uh, the going back to specifically security and scalability, because in the case where you own the hardware, you're strapped to how much debt you want to go into to buy new equipment, or how much of your uh, ready cash you want to spend to do those things and how much money you want to spend maintaining all of that. So even if you're already deployed in a SaaS um, uh, format, you still benefit by going to the cloud. Awesome. So tell me, will you know, this type of move uh, in, in a hypothetical scenario, how much disruption uh, would I expect from my end users, my clients, my customers, uh, if at all, or, or what benefits would, be, would they see? And that's a great question, Gary, the, um, because after all, it's about keeping customers happy and keeping customers in the boat with you. So the customers, they're just like us, like you and I, Gary. I didn't put cash down. I, I didn't buy my car with cash, right? I put some money down and then I'm paying monthly for it because uh, I didn't want to drain my savings or, or go into more debt just to do that. So I, I found a way. Um, you know, to, to get what I wanted and still not empty out the bank account. Customers can do the same thing. Customers look at their expenses, and if they have to buy uh, an $8,000 server or $15,000 server, a SAN, they have to get backup for it. They have to get this and that. They look at all these expenses, and they, they're looking at maybe it's eight weeks until all the equipment comes in, the vendor can set it all up for them, blah, 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 blah. So they're, they get the same advantages, really, that the ISV gets in that they don't have a big CapEx expense. Uh, they get to market faster, or in this case, they get to use the product faster. There's um, you know reduced time to deploy and troubleshoot and upgrade. And, and obviously, the accessibility piece of it, right? Because, uh, again, we're, we're looking at a highly available solution. Now, um, what's interesting, 
for the um, for an end user in addition is that they get to um, reallocate their capex to differentiate their offers to their customers. Everyone's a customer of something, right? So as long as we're still talking business to business to business, the same value chain um, exists all the way down the line. I'm not sure I, I answered your question. There. No, I think that I think that nails on it. Well, thank you, Jeff. That was some great insight on uh, the benefits to an ISV for the cloud. Um, I think that's really good stuff. So, you know, just to chart it out for our listeners oh, over the next few episodes, again, this is Journey to Azure for ISVs, uh, probably about a six episode series, but we'll probably make some tangents here and there. Uh, the next episode, we plan to talk a little bit more specifically about Azure itself, uh, which, you know, Jeff has alluded to, we, uh, we have extensive expertise and knowledge in. Um, but there's a reason why we've picked Azure as a company, and there's a reason why we want to talk to you about Azure, why this is called the journey to Azure. And so uh, stay tuned for that episode uh, coming up around you know the corner here on why Azure, what it's all about, what's different about it, and why, it might, why you might want to consider it carefully. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time on the journey to Azure. No matter what stage of the cloud journey you're at, Executech is here to help. Uh, whether you're trying to understand if cloud is the right fit to begin with, or maybe you're already in the cloud but not seeing the benefits that you expected, Executech is here to help. We can perform a cloud readiness assessment for those organizations that are looking to make the move but aren't quite sure where to start. But we can also come in and look at your environment to help make optimizations and ongoing tweaks. Let us know, get in touch. You can find us at executech.com slash Azure or reach us at cloud at executech.com. 